This is Todd Ibrahim, Executive Vice President of the American Society of Nephrology. All of us recognize that as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic, our lives have been changed and will be different forever. Many ASN members have asked for additional content, particularly around what's happening in Congress and with the administration around responses to this pandemic. So it's the first in a series of these updates. I'm pleased to be joined by David White. David is ASN's regulatory and quality officer. He's also someone who's been working on policy issues for quite some time. He started his career on Capitol Hill in the 1980s, was involved in a lot of the discussions and policy making around the AIDS crisis when the country first became familiar with Anthony Fauci and his role at NIH and continued through a series of issues, including the response to 9-11 and the Families Fund. David, it's, it's great to have you with us. Thanks for uh, taking time out of your busy day to, to talk about some of the policy developments over the last week. I really appreciate it. Oh, no problem. It, it's a very exciting time, um, and I know there's a lot of challenges out there for everyone, um, but there is a lot happening on the policy front. Uh, the government is trying to make some real differences here, and I feel like they've been listening and talking to us. So this is something that I've, I'm very much looking forward to discussing with you. So speaking, we would focus on telehealth because a lot's happened in that arena um, during the past week. Um, would you like to start with what's happening at sort of an administration level, or would you prefer to start with what Congress is doing? I think I'd rather start with uh, the administration level uh, approach because I think that's really uh, that gets you grounded more, and then it's it's kind of going in from the back door, to be honest with you, because a lot of the things that you're dealing with were done by Congress at different points in time. Um, but the other thing I think everyone should remember is that nephrology and kidney care are kind of where the government, particularly Medicare, really started to pay um, and started to pay attention to telehealth. So it's a lot of the issues that we have that we are working around the good ones and the ones that are a little thorny right now, they're all really kind of partly because Medicare came into kidney care and it's one of the first areas in which it did so for telehealth. Can you give us the quick sort of overview of up until this crisis where Medicare was moving and where the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services was moving related to telehealth in the kidney arena? Sure, because, you know, I mean, the interesting part for us is that, you know, the, the truth of the matter is, is that Medicare really ventured into telehealth around kidney issues. That's really where Medicare cut its teeth in terms of beginning to like regulate telehealth and paying for it. Um, they did that within the last several years and they have uh, started really kind of giving a lot of guidance to nephrologists and to dialysis uh, facilities about how you can use telehealth. And they were really very, they were very good uh, guidances and they had some guardrails to them and they were very good guardrails. Um, what we're seeing now in a situation where um, actually being present in a healthcare facility could be more problematic with the 2019 novel coronavirus. It's, it's interesting that some of the guardrails they put about how many, how often you would have to turn around and, and actually see the patient in person are the ones that are now really the ones that are under scrutiny so that we can say, look, let's go full-fledged telehealth. Let's go all the way there because we really need during this crisis to keep these people 
who are so vulnerable and so sick, we need to keep them out of these facilities. Uh, they just, if they come in, they're just, that increases the likelihood that they're going to be exposed. So moving from that basis, can you explain the developments of last week and, and the changes that, that CMS has implemented to try to address this issue? CMS has been really busy, um, and HHS has been really busy, and I take my hat off to them. Um, they've really kind of come together and they understand how critical this is. They clearly understand how critical um, it is to get this right with the population of people who have kidney disease, and particularly those who have kidney failure. Uh, so they kind of looked at this and said, okay, where are our problems? And our people said, well, there's a couple places where there's a real problem. Um, one of which is, you know, we had we had the telehealth provisions as they dealt with people with kidney failure and who dialyze in center and those who dialyze at home. And with the guardrails that I'm mentioning, in center, you could, the nephrologist could go in and bill for their monthly capitated payment three out of four times a month through telehealth. But one of those times had to be in person. So trying to get to that one and get that taken off the table at this time has been one of the one of the approaches and a bit of a hurdle because that one is statutory. So we'll get back to that in a minute. The other one was when we created home dialysis telehealth and, and the way the policy worked was you could do your evaluation. The pathologist could evaluate the patient um, in a quarter twice, once, you know, one month and then another month. But then the third month or however you managed it during the quarter, um, it had to be in person. So that one really got everyone's attention because these are people that you've gotten into home dialysis. We want to get more people into home dialysis normally. And now with the virus, we definitely want them staying home. So the idea of them staying home twice, uh, you know, these two times a month, these two months, excuse me. And then on the third month having to come into facility was like, this is really, uh, you know, something we need to fix for the duration of this public health crisis. That one got addressed in Congress. We'll get to a little bit more. But the other thing our people are trying to deal with is um, the government met very well, but they set up tele telehealth as something that can only be done technically by, I know this sounds loaded, but a big 50 cent word, but asynchronous video and audio. So something that you can, you know, you can, the doctor can see you, you can see them, it all has to be live. But the catch is not everybody has that. People in rural areas sometimes don't have good bandwidth in, in their internet to be able to sustain, or they don't have the equipment, or for personal reasons, they don't want to be seen that way. And we have been really working with CMS to try to get them to accept telephonic communications, particularly through smartphones. So that one uh, is being worked on. Um, and they also have come up with a toolkit, and it's on our website, the ASN website, slash NTDS, standing for Nephrology, Nephrologist Transforming Dials to Safety. If you go there, you can also take a look at the telemedicine toolkit that they provided. Shows you what billing codes you can use, gives you some direction on what you can do. Um, and then on the other side of the house, over at HHS, they also did some things to help you because they, in the office of the inspector general, um, and they turned around and said, we're not going to punish anybody who doesn't use a HIPAA compliant platform. So as long as you're using the, the, not the public facing side of it, you can do something like, you know, talking through Facebook or talking through other apps. 
Um, and they, they said, we're going to allow that to happen right now, and we're not going to punish you if you, and, you know, penalize you if you do that. Based on what you said, I mean, these are major changes. Look into the future. What do you think is going to happen? Do you think that some of these may stay in place for quite some time if they prove successful? Or do you think there'll be a period in three, six, 12 months, 18 months where CMS says, okay, this current crisis is over. We're going back to sort of business as usual. Most of the conversations that are happening, you know, around these policies right now are the idea that they will be for the duration of this public health crisis. And at such time afterwards, they will probably go back to, you know, where they were. You know, I think probably some of these are going to be reexamined afterwards. And, and we're going to find out that some of these actually, these waivers actually helped a great deal. And then, you know, we might find that some of them we're not as crazy about. But I think it could, could, could go either way. I, I have this feeling that telehealth may end up, I don't want to use the word winner, but it telehealth may really advance as a result of this crisis. I think technology is there and ready to, ready for that advancement. I think, and I actually think, I think the American people are ready for it. So as part of your thinking about the future, there's going to be a series of policy discussions after this crisis is behind us around what what we've learned and what we'd like telehealth to look like and what issues need to be addressed. How do you, structurally, how do you approach that in terms of as you approach both CMS and the Department of Health and Human Services as well as Congress? I'm just curious as to as you sort of proactively start putting together um, policy recommendations. How do you go about that? Well, you know, our members have been talking about this one a lot. And I, the, the chats that go back and forth online and email and so forth, um, and the various coalitions that, that ASN has put together and the groups we have in communities and other threads, they are talking about this subject a lot. They're like, how are we going to get a hold of really what we learned in this and really make something useful of it after, you know, at, at some point when, when there's time to do that? I think ASN has a role to play in that. And I'm, I'm, I think that we will play a role in that. And, um, I'm certainly encouraging, you know, all of our members out there to really kind of join us in that because I think that there's a there's a real role for us to play in trying to kind of make sure that that conversation does happen. Um, there's a lot that is happening very quickly out there that's been talked about for years. Some of these telehealth um, changes or, or things that have been talked about for quite some time. Um, there's other changes in in the way in which certain procedures are done and certain things are done within facilities. And I'm not, you know, identifying anything in particular, but I'm just saying that I know the conversations are robust out there. People are, our members are talking about, what are we going to do afterwards? Are we going to really learn from this? And are we really going to be able to translate it into something actionable? And so, for example, translating something actionable. I was telling you about how, you know, we've dealt with the fact that for people who are home dialysis, that for in a three-month period, for a quarter, that, that twice, you know, twice in a the quarter, they could do telehealth, one month, one month. But then the third month has to be in person. Well, people on the Hill listened uh, to us and others, and, and, I'm, and share that with other people in the kidney community, because everyone has really been just stepping up to the plate and working really hard. Um, and they listened, and so language, last week we passed the CARES Act, which was the third stimulus package, the largest one 
ever passed. And everybody saw that, heard about it, and it was finally passed and signed into law late Friday uh, by the president. And so in that, there is there is legislative language, which is now statutory, now law, that basically provides um, the ability of the Secretary of HHS to waive during this crisis that third evaluation, which has to be in person, and allow all three of them for that quarter. So in, in other words, for the entire year, your, your telehealth people could actually, I mean, your, your home dialysis people could be getting examinations via telehealth. And um, I, I've gone to CMS with some of our members and had them just give tremendous demonstrations to the how they look uh, and how they examine patients, uh, access sites, and, um, access to the, everything. And it's really kind of amazing what they can do. So that was one in which we expect that the secretary will issue that waiver very soon, could be probably before this is, is out there to be heard um, because things are moving so quickly. But that is an example of, you know, where the future is already being determined because they're, they're, making, they're connecting the dots and they're seeing they have to do that. The one I told you about for the in-center, which is once a month it has to be face-to-face, uh, -face, that one is also statutory. It's part of the law. We still need to deal with that one. And we will uh, continue to push on that one. But those are examples of how it is changing right now. And, you know, I think our people are really on the cutting edge of really pushing for these changes. They've been very vocal about it. There's a lot happening here. There's a whole lot happening here. Um, and and there's there, there are some areas where we still are working on trying to get more and more, you know, clarity out of, from the government. And that takes time. But I'm amazed at how fast things have moved. And, and I'll say it again, if, if you haven't gone to the ASN website, go to the ASN website and go to ASN, it's asn-online.org and then backslash NTDS, standing for Nephrologist Transforming Dialysis Safety. And there is a really comprehensive set of materials there. HHS also has, uh, Department of Health and Human Services, CDC does, and so does CMS. Um, and but if, if you want to see some very specific nephrology-focused um, efforts that are underway in this area, go to the ASN website. ASN has been convening a large group of different people from across the kidney community, including patients, and really is moving fast, trying to get as much information out there as possible. Information is like light it's you know it's a disinfected to to the when we're all confused and we don't know what to do next so um i really encourage people to go there the telehealth thing is going to be just continuing to to go forward we think we've got the um you know the in-person for the home dialysis taken care of or will be taken care of fairly shortly we've got a lot of new codes that are now being allowed to bill for telehealth and that's uh, that's a toolkit that can be found on the ASN website um, we are still going to be working, working on getting telephonic to be just approved for telehealth, at least for this stage. And then we hopefully, by the time we do this again, we will have successfully figured out a way around the one uh, evaluation per month in, in, the, uh, in the monthly capitated payment that, can be, that has to be done in person. So in your role as ASM's regulatory and quality officer, you obviously focused on kind of ASN's perspective on these issues. I'm curious as to areas of potential tension within the kidney community 
related to telehealth? Where are there disagreements or where are there areas that as a community we need to, to work through some, some issues to make sure that we're all on the same page? There's really been surprising, uh, there's been surprisingly common ground and agreement. There's really not been as much. Um, I think when you're going to start to see it, there's going to be some areas where you're going to see some interesting challenges. So, for example, these patients, and particularly the kidney, um, particularly people with kidney failure, are often required to come in for um, tests and evaluations, and I am not a physician, so I'm, I cannot speak to this, to whether or not it's necessary to be done every month. But I think in the next three to five, six weeks, we're going to see some nephrologists basically saying, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do these, uh, these clinical tests at the moment. I'm, I think that, that probably this patient might be fine uh, to not do them every month. And that is not something that I'm making any recommendation on at all. But I'm just saying I'm seeing it because they're basically saying this is not the time to have everyone come in and have blood drawn. Now, that is just an example of places where it's going to be a little tougher in the months to come as to um, how much we want to stick to those prescribed approaches. Uh, the other one's going to be a, a, a training, particularly to get people to go home. That's going to be a, a difficult one because we've, we've got some very uh, very good guardrails, um, but there's some things. So, for example, you're supposed to have 20 days of in-center training to go home. That's uh, to do home dialysis. That just may not be really doable right now. Um, and I'm not suggesting anyone go and break their regulations, but there's a lot of serious uh, conversations going out there, going on out there about when the rubber hits the road. And I think that's exactly where. ASN members, nephrologists, and everyone in, in the healthcare system is right now. The rubber has hit the road, and I feel like we need to really let doctors be doctors and take care of these people and out and worry about some of the other things a little bit later because they know better than we do. Thank you for joining us for this important discussion. We'll return soon with another update concerning ASN nephrology in the response to COVID 19. And please remain healthy remain safe, and thank you for the amazing work you do for the millions of people with kidney disease. This podcast is copyrighted by the American Society of Nephrology, all rights reserved. All content in this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be medical advice. This podcast should not be used in a medical emergency or for the diagnosis or treatment of any medical condition. Please consult your doctor or other qualified healthcare provider if you have any questions about any medical condition or before taking any drug, changing your diet, or commencing or discontinuing any course of treatment. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the American Society of Nephrology.